Hi, I'm Tish. Oh my god, I love Josh. <laughs> and I'm Juliana. Not too hot, extra chocolate, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> this is episode 58 of the Rated F podcast. This episode, we're talking about the films that we just saw at the Montreal International Documentary Festival. Women love shit like that. Cinemas will die out because it's just fucking movies. Women don't have the same opportunities. So many women. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tish wins again. Yeah, so you may remember we also went to Rhythm, I guess that's what we're called, Rhythm, um, 2016. Yeah. Because I won a trip. You sure did. Trip for two. Train, hotel, 10 screening tickets, gift bag. And if you saw that vlog, you saw that hotel room. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) But it was a fun weekend. It was so fun. And what happened this time? I won again. <laughs> um, yeah. And you felt bad about it at first. Well, I was like, this seems unfair. Yeah, you were like, but also, I... it's a random draw thing. Yeah. So... You were like, am I allowed to win again? And they were like, yep, lucky you. They were like, oh, I see you've already won. Oh, they're lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, train tickets, hotel room with two beds. Oh, yeah. It was big upgrade in the <laughs> hotel department. And 10 screening tickets. Yeah. And we both got a goodie bag this time. Yeah. Got lots of stuff. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we saw four features and a program of three medium-length documentaries. Mm-hmm. And overall pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... We weren't super excited going into it because last time we were there were a couple that we were like super yeah psyched. like incredibly and they excited paid for. off and like we really love them yeah which I think was K plays Christine and the NMB forty eight documentary and the NMB forty eight <laughs> documentary is still one of my like favorite documentaries yes. I've ever seen it was amazing yes um so there were there's like one that we were I was pretty sure we were gonna like yeah. But overall, not super pumped about anything, but overall, like. Yeah, I'd say we did pretty good. We were even Mm. pleasantly surprised by one or two. The one that I was like, oh, this might be long and boring. It was long. It was long. But it wasn't too boring. But it wasn't boring, so. Yeah. So we recorded um, our thoughts after (laughs) each movie. Yes. Um, Except for the last couple, we didn't have time, so we actually just did those here. In the living room, but that's what you're about to hear, like some iPhone recording. Sorry, guys. We were in the hotel room. It sounds okay. I think, yeah. Um, I think we do okay. little, like, fresh in our minds on the spot. Yeah. Uh, that'd be more fun than... I think it's better, too, because, like... I mean, I know we just did two here, and we, I think we were... We hit all the points that we kind of discussed about, after, about mm-hmm. like, walking back to the hotel, yeah, but... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, I just think it's easier than, like, us sitting down and being like, okay, let's go through all of these. Yeah. Um, and we had my friend Madeline who joined us for one of the films for Earth. You'll hear the third voice. We forgot to like introduce her. We just yeah, started talking. We just started talking about um, it. Um, but that's my friend Madeline who lives in Montreal. So we were able to meet up with her. Yeah, it was and fun. she came to film with us. She had a press pass. Yeah, she's She's fancy. writing for POV Magazine. So she was able to come and then hang out with us for a bit, which was nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, what else? nice weekend it was yeah. cold it was very cold it, was it wasn't cold. 
It wasn't very, it was very cold, cold like winter. It was it cold was, for November. It was cold for the, yeah, time of year. Last time, it was a, w- a weekend after, so it was a bit later in November, and it was, like, still above zero. Like, there was no snow. No. But it was, like, Christmassy, and we, like, walked up the mountain, and we wandered around. Yeah, we did a lot in... We, yeah. It was my, like, first trip to Montreal for me, so it was right. definitely, like, let's do stuff, and it was comparably... Yeah. It was fairly nice we hit weather-wise. kind of all rain. the big spots we did yeah. like old port last time we climbed the mountain we looked at old buildings right and, yeah ran into the santa claus parade <laughs> yeah, ran into parade. Uh, and we also like fun. went to the party for a little bit just to check it out yeah but like then, you know what i mean yeah. we did a lot we crammed a lot more in this time like tish and i are both super busy at work we're and we were like, like this is just gonna be like an awesome chill weekend where we just yes. watch a lot of movies and get to hang out so yeah that's what it was. Yeah. Our hotel room was like a suite, so it had a kitchen. Like, it was nice and cozy. Yeah. Nice big TV. Beds were comfy. Comfy beds. Yeah. So we just stayed in as much as possible. Yeah. Made some food. Yeah. Ate a lot of junk food. <laughs> yeah. The only um, thing is the cable wasn't as good, so we had to make our own. Well, we were cable. really hoping for like some lifetime Hallmark movies caught on whatever cable channel runs those. Um, but the cable was disappointing. But Netflix. Yeah. Um so amongst all these fairly serious documentaries, yes. we watched four silly romantic Christmas movies. Which we both love and we usually watch at least at least seven like we've watched at least like three or four together almost every year. I think so. I think even like when we don't have a week in a way where we watch like Yeah. Several well, we've been watching the Christmas time. Prince last couple of years. Right. And we have and we a third one on that coming up. December sixth. Yes. Fifth or sixth so, yeah. That yeah. weekend. We've gotta get on that. Um yeah, so we watched I think we started with the holiday calendar. Right. Which is pretty cute. Yeah, except for the hair, but yeah. He has bad hair. But overall pretty cute and like really cute. Decent. And then we went for the Princess Switch. Yes. We went for the higher quality ones first. <laughs> yeah. Princess Switch. Also cute. Ridiculous. Jokes for a little juvenile. Yes. But it was overall adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens is yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, and then we went for a couple based on Harlequin novels. Right. So that gives you, that's where we're at. Um, I don't even Christmas remember. with the View. Right. The that restaurant was restaurant manager the chef, and the chef. Which is expressionless. Uh, he's very pretty, but he can't do anything with his face. Um, we didn't mind him in Schitt's Creek though. So interesting. Well, he was also just a pretty boy. True. Case, so he wasn't. Well, that's why you should play. Interesting. Have two um, lines and be pretty. Christmas with a view. And, and there was another one that we watched. The Christmas <laughs> wedding planner. Christmas wedding planner. That was it. Okay, so two of these end in a proposal. Yeah. Two of these end in I bought this business you've always wanted. Yeah. Either. I mean. Yeah. Uh, all but the holiday calendar, this is no spoiler, she falls in love with her best friend. like, Or she realizes, like, duh, it's been him all along. That's obvious from the beginning. So that's no shocker. The rest of them, 
days, maybe a week of knowing yeah. each other ends in proposal or, or I bought you this business. Yeah, or like commitment of like <laughs> the money wedding planner. And... Spoiler alert: they get married. Yeah, it's stressful. Because it stresses they're already me out. At the fucking wedding she and, planned. Yeah. Oh man. Oh wow. So basically, we watch them, but we also just like yell at them and like yeah. yell at each other. I think that's probably pretty normal for people that watch these types of movies no i mean i mean like we love them but like we also know like i am a gooey romantic but it's also so ridiculous and i'm like i want this to be better because i love romance yeah but it's so cheesy and dumb and then they're like he's like proposing i'm like uh you're so stupid i just want you to be like oh my god we're in love because like after a week like that's exciting yeah you found someone you really like because you had these crazy but you don't love this that person you, together. you don't like, even know this person oh, that's cute and romantic but like it stresses you know, there's me no out need to propose anything you just met stresses me out i wasn't <sighs> sure about moving in with andrew after two years i was like hope this isn't the wrong decision <laughs> i mean same. These people are like, we're getting married. We've known each other three days. Oh, my God. Stressful. Yeah. Um, but cute. But cute. But cute and we love <laughs> it. stupid. But, but cute, cute and we love love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. But yeah, it was a pretty chill weekend. Yeah. yeah. Everything was closer, more condensed. We didn't have to go Seemed on the goal like... too much. No. Nope. Um, and then Sunday, because we had to check out before our movie we oh, did have yeah. some time to kill so we went to the bibliotheque <gasps> yeah to the library it was beautiful it's amazing and we found the film section and we oh. just flipped through like These some film books of just like awesome. beautiful pictures of yeah. beautiful films of you films know, that we sort love. of like the art of kind yeah. of books from films yeah i found great the book for called the alchemy of mirror mask mirror mask is like one of my t- top top favorite movies and i was like how do i not it. own this i know it's beautiful so that's on my amazon wishes <laughs> um, anyway um and then we watched great. just last night we went to see last christmas we did uh, it was also cute yeah um i knew the twist i did not because i didn't watch the trailer Woo! the trailer was too long it gave everything away i read some headline that everyone had already figured it out figured it out and i was like well i hope it's not that and it is actually a surprise but, but no it was that i didn't so, i won't spoil anything i didn't watch the trailer or read anything about it i knew emma thompson had written it i knew amelia <laughs> clark was in it i knew henry golding was in it so i was like i'm in beautiful people i'm in writers Paul Feig directing. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be cute and great. Yeah. So I was in. And now, based on Tish telling me that she knew what uh-huh. happened and stuff, super glad of my decision. Yeah, I feel like my I've, experience is very different from I accidentally yours. ruined the movie for myself. But it yeah. was interesting to watch it knowing. Yeah. I think it was it was, was cute. Happening. I liked it. Didn't love it. Liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's just go for our... I guess, reviews, discussions, whatever. Yeah. From the weekend. Enjoy. (laughs) We just saw our first film at Rhythm. (laughs) Rhythm. Montreal Documentary Fest, obviously. Um, Nomad in the footsteps of Bruce Chatwin. It was very good. It was a Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog (laughs) film. Yes. Okay, so the premise is Werner is sort of exploring his friend's life who he was friends with at the end of Bruce's life 
and some of the places that Bruce has loved and sort of, I guess, sort of posthumously connecting with Bruce by going... Yeah. Exploring the same places, meeting the same places people. Places he loved and things he did. Yeah. That's kind of the Yeah, premise. that's the premise. The film was, I think, a bit scattered. It takes place in more than one... Like, the story. I found the yes. story a little... Because they kind of go through it chronologically, but at the same time, Werner's constantly like, but I'm doing this, and I'm over here. And, yeah. I'm, and I found that, like, a little challenging to, like, follow at times. But the yeah story it needs to present some sort of story and although there were interesting bits and yeah. each chapter which had a name was interesting in its own thing then we'd move on to the next thing yeah and i got no like cohesive look at bruce's life i, don't I would think, agree really no like i mean i get like some senses of pieces of who he was mm-hmm. but like i don't know i still don't really see the full picture after this no. But I don't think that's really what it was. Right. It wasn't a biography. No, and he says that at the beginning. No, it's more, it's Werner exploring his relationship to to Bruce. Bruce. Both, like, before they met. Yeah. Because they enjoyed some of the same places and things. And then their time together. And then after his death. And some of it's, like, really interesting because they explored, mm. like, um, Patagonia, which not somewhere, you know, I'm probably ever going to be. No. Um, <laughs> and, America. Um, and also, like, Australian, like, pretty hardcore Australian outback and, like, talk to indigenous peoples of both mm-hmm. places. And that's, like, what Bruce Chatwin was interested in. And some of Verna- Werner's films have been, like, incorporating that. And so... Like, the actual information you kind of learn going to these places was really interesting. Yeah, it was almost like several mini incomplete documentaries about, like, different Different peoples and places and history. Agreed. And then it would, like, jump to something else. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay, we're done learning about that now. I know, yeah. But it was really cool. And the scene, I mean, the scenery that was shot beautifully. Yeah, like, beautiful drone shots of places and, um, Yeah. But we did not enjoy Werner's voice <laughs> the entire time. It's a lot of narration from him in this it's film. It's a lot. And he's... And he, I'm sure you've all heard his voice or heard someone make fun of his voice. Yeah. It's not... It's, it's the most mellifluous. What is his accent? Like German? Yeah. Yeah. Like German accent. But so monotone and so like slow and weirdly yeah. paced. So, anyway, it was a lot. A lot. Tish said it best. It wasn't his accent. His accent was fine. It was yeah. really the cadence and the in his, like, diction. And I was yeah, like, oh, my God. He has God. no inflection no. when he speaks anything. Um, there were a few recordings of Bruce, like, reading his own work. Work. Yeah. Which was great. He has a very lovely, posh British voice. <laughs> and then sometimes Werner would be like, oh, he didn't record this part, so I'll read it. In the same tone that I read <laughs> everything else, like. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty painful. Also, the way Werner inserted himself, mm-hmm. there's a line saying, I'm not the protagonist of this story, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But, like, he really is. And, like, mm-hmm. you're kind of learning about Bruce, and then he goes on these tangents about himself and, like, what he did. Which, yeah. in terms of, I suppose, of this film and, like, him trying to connect. But, like, it really made me be like, oh, why don't, 
why don't you just make a documentary telling your fun stories? Because I feel like that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like your stories with Bruce mm-hmm. and that Bruce enjoyed. It's just maybe he was self-aware putting in that bit about him telling that one person, no, I, just stop talking about me. I'm not the protagonist. I'm not the protagonist. And then went on like a five-minute talk yeah. about a story about when he was filming a film and they got stuck in a snowstorm. Yeah. Which I was like, that's a good story, but, like, what are you doing at this documentary then? Right. About so, Bruce, this amazing adventurer and writer that we want to learn about. Yeah, perhaps just not the most, like, focused film. Yeah. But it was good but So many great. interesting yeah. bits in there. Right. And so that's why, like, it's not horrible. It's, like, no. it's, a good, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not unhappy I've seen it. I just... Yeah. yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Mr. Leather by Daniel Nolasco, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. So, um, there's a Mr. Leather competition in San Paulo. Sao Paulo? San Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. In Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. <laughs> in Brazil. Um, so, it's a, it introduces us to this culture, mm-hmm. community, and specifically this city's community which is apparently like the biggest they were talking about in brazil yeah and it wasn't really that big it wasn't that big well but they also admitted that like a lot mm. of the guys were like oh the community hasn't really taken off yet but yeah, yeah. it's a film that really looks at like this very niche specific mm-hmm. community in this city in this country and this specific leading up to the specific competition, competition. yeah but I think it's good. It gave it a focus mm-hmm. and stuff. And then you got sort of the backstory all leading up to... Yeah. All connecting back to this one moment. Yeah. Um, I liked from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> it was like, okay, what's going on? And then you're like, ooh, men are doing it. So it was a bit like, okay, this is sort of... This is going to be in the movie. Yeah. And then this guy, like, turns to the camera and is like, I'll be your host. And, like, starts sort of telling a story. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. This yeah. This is the angle. This is the structure they're using. That's going to be fun. I 100% agree. And I'd say the first hour of the film, I was, like, all in. But they they go to, like, sex, gay sex on screen, like, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you know real fast, like, okay, this is, like, no holds bar. Yeah. You're not going to shy away from anything, mm-hmm. which they certainly didn't. No. And, yeah, the the guy that did the, the like, hosting was my favorite part of the film. Yes. I enjoyed that structure, yeah, too. Yeah, so did I. And it went away for a while during mm-hmm. the film, and I wish it had sort of stayed because it made it fun. It did. And, and it also, like, broke it up a little mm-hmm. bit, so you felt like yeah. the pace was so better. he's, like, introducing stuff. He told a story of the guy who sort of started the leather scene in the city. Mr. D. Who then lost the Mr. Leather competition and just, like, removed himself from the community entirely. So, sort of that sort of premise leading us up to, like, the first competition in 2017, and then this is 2018. And, yeah, like, introduced the four contestants in sort of fun ways. Yeah. And there was, like, a section where, like, talk about clothes or, like, talk about... Yeah, we're, like, go through their closets. Yeah. So it was fun. It was fun. It got... And then it was was also serious. There's issues within the community they needed to talk about. Yeah, and I think, like, that was all being covered well. It's just, towards the end of the film, 
it got a little bit dense. It got a little too yes. talky. We, mm-hmm. Nothing was moving as mm-hmm. fast. Like, you get to the start of Mr. Leather, and suddenly you're like, it, the film, like, dramatically slowed down, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was just as if we were supposed to, like, lead up to the competition, and we had <coughs> seen, like, one round of it or whatever, and then mm-hmm. it got into, like, too many interviews. Yeah. I was like, go back to the, com- like, I know this is going to be the end wrap-up, but I was like, get back to that. Yeah. Bring back the host and do another little sort of side fun thing. Thing, yeah, to keep it moving or to keep us feel like something new is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. It lost its way a little bit, but overall it was... Um, it was very interesting and it was good there was also like a fairly long um bdsm sequence yes which unnecessarily long in my opinion yes um it's cool that they included it it's just like the amount of focus that was put on that scene so like talking about the cross-section of leather and bdsm is definitely in part of what they're talking about hugely yes and i don't have a problem with them like actually like filming sort of showing sort of real time like a part of a session of like, what this guy does in his right. bdsm sessions including like sex or whatever like it's a sexual thing sometimes it's not for people but um so like it was interesting because they're talking a lot about like the pleasure and pain and like people stigmatize that like think yeah. it's like you just want to hurt me and the guys are like no no i mean let's Depends Within on what your taste is. Limits, also, it's all about being safe and yeah, fun well, and whatever. it's preferential. Like, I mean, yes. we all have preferences in sex. It's a part of yeah, you know. And so, yeah, they just showed sort of from the beginning, like setting up, getting this guy wrapped up in this leather tube, basically, <laughs> and like sausage. this guy doing his thing and like you know nipple clamps kind of stuff. And it was like, it just got to a point after like a couple minutes where I was like. I'm just watching porn now. With strangers. With strangers. Cuddling beside me. Yeah, the two girls beside me were like, I don't know if they were bored, so they were just like leaning on each other, or they were yeah, getting excited, and I don't know, but they were like, it seemed more like they were just bored and like Fair hugging each other, but yeah, it, it was, was too long. It was too long, and the talkie section at the end wanted this guy who, in my opinion, in the film kind of wanted it to he wanted a big part in the film is yeah. in my opinion was, I, was like, I didn't even know who he was really and then really i was like oh it. he's one of the jurors on right. the competition but and i didn't he, know him he kind of takes over the film for like 15 20 yeah. minutes at the end in my opinion if you just cut that whole section mm-hmm. and maybe shorten that one scene a little bit it would have been like almost perfect More like, yeah yes because at the end, like, you were going, 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 and then I was like, yeah, and I fell off, and now I kind of don't care, and I'm like, oh, is it over yet? I'm getting sleepy. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Who won? Yeah. <laughs> and it so kind of took away from the, like, oomph of it. Yes. But, yeah, overall, very good, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Glad I saw it. For sure. Yeah. It's learning about something new. People are, something new to us that you kind of know about, but you don't know exactly what people are doing yeah and what are you gonna do with that knowledge (laughs) i'm gonna tell everyone good weird movie i saw and the too long sex scene yeah (laughs) it wasn't i mean some people wouldn't call it that but i was like what they're doing was sexual just because no it it was it was it was was the point of it for this session it was porn yeah it was just because they cut it off before doesn't matter it's still like there's a lot of porn out there that doesn't 
have yeah. penetration. Sex is by whatever you define yeah. it as. And that guy was enjoying what was happening. He sure so was. We could was see sex. that on screen. <laughs> we could see that. So, you know, have fun, be safe, everyone. Yes. Try some leather. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if you're into it. But, you know. It's fucking expensive. But, if, yeah, if you're into that, there's a community there's, out there mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> I don't know. Earth by Nicholas Gerhalter is about <laughs> the earth. <laughs> How we change the earth as humans, particularly a look at the mining industry. Yes, in... Where were we? Austria, Italy, Hungary, Hungary, Germany, Germany, yeah. salt mine, Italy, Spain, Spain, Spain was one, mm-hmm. and then Canada. Yeah, yeah. And Canada was left till the very end <laughs> and had quite a different flavor yeah. to it than all the yeah. other interviews and stuff. Sure did. So um, we were like a little unsure about this one if it was going to be really that interesting because it could have just been like long shots of mining happening which is <laughs> there was, interesting there was, but some, not there was some of that yeah but yeah and it wasn't just two hours of that mm-hmm. but the focus was really about like the people working in the mines and what they thought about like what they're doing to the earth yeah which was interesting he wasn't like making a big point about corporations or something really he was just talking to the people who actually are pushing the dirt around mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it more personal but also it was very um like non-judgmental like it was yeah. really mm-hmm. trying to just like approach and ask the questions but like there wasn't like a tilt on the film that made it like the viewpoint be like and they're doing bad things mm-hmm. yeah and that almost like leaves room for you to be like oh you know what I mean when it's when the perspective mm-hmm. isn't being like spoon fed to you mm-hmm. then then it does really hit you a bit harder when like the people working at the mine say a certain line that's like kind of depressing mm-hmm. but it's just like there's silence afterwards and you're just like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's um yeah it didn't have a harsh angle going into it and there's no narration or anything but it's also not like boring like sometimes a documentary is like what is your point you're just showing mm-hmm. me things not doing yeah. anything it's like I felt like things were being said by yeah. just letting people talk you were getting a viewpoint but the documentary itself wasn't pushing it on you yeah although I... he's clearly like asking them the same kind of questions yes um, not everyone mm-hmm. just wanted to talk about what they think about what their job is doing to the earth like he's asking them that yeah he got some really good people to interview mm-hmm. I found like mm-hmm. coming from a journalistic kind of perspective I was like okay he got because sometimes it's hit or miss like you reach out to people and some people just like they kind of don't really have much to say or they mm-hmm. don't so I'm assuming he he probably interviewed a lot of people but the people that he did choose for the end result I felt like they were um like relatable and kind of like had depth to them in Mm -hmm. in their answers and everything and they're not feeding you like the corporate line that they were given from Mm -hmm. on high like he's not talking to like the managers or the bureaucrats that are like yeah right yeah and Mm -hmm. you could tell that like all of them had done this kind of thinking themselves and they had like a kind of logic for doing what they do. Yeah. And also 
one thing I found surprising, or I don't know, not exactly surprising, but so many people were really passionate about it. Yeah, about driving the fucking yeah, dump trucks. Yeah, yeah, like like that was like their. I don't know. That was like the one guy at the Italian marble mine was yeah. like the adrenaline. It's so exciting every day. Like you got to plan everything and be safe yeah, and like dangerous. moving these huge things and like. Yeah. I left for a while and came back. Cause it was just like it's like I get it. That would be exciting. It's a big. Yeah. Big things are happening around you and like you're in charge of them and like. Well, maybe you know. It's with dangerous. mining, it's one of those jobs where like you. S- you see a result, like, you mm-hmm. see, oh, this is what we've moved, or this is what we've cut out, so, like, working a job where I don't really see that, mm-hmm. like, that, th- I feel like that would give people doing it, like, oh, yeah, like, let's do more, let's push forward, like, mm-hmm. it gives you almost, like, that boost, so you, like, see the result then, of what your work is doing. But then you sort but of then also, step back and have a thing and be like, this mountain is a lot smaller than it was yeah. right two weeks ago. For sure. How do I feel about that? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, and they had complex feelings too. Mm-hmm. They weren't just like, eh, whatever, I need a paycheck. They were like, well, I need a paycheck. Am I sad about this? Yes. Do I have to think about it in a different way? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the one guy at the beginning, actually in California, I forgot it started. Oh, California. oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doing like a develop, like just leveling out to build a town. He was like, if I don't do it, someone else will. So, yeah. by me not doing it, I'm not, he's, he's not going to save the planet. That's what we were right. talking about earlier before we saw the movie, like, talking about, like, climate change and people don't want to, like, make changes, and it's like, well, yeah, we don't want to just stop suddenly and take away jobs, mm-hmm. and if that's not, and, like, people thinking, like, you're trying to take away my income, like, I just have to make a job, like, make a living, but it's the whole system that starts way up with the decision to do this stuff at mm-hmm. all, or the fact that we've gotten to this point on this planet where, like, we have to keep tearing down trees and leveling because there's too many people and we need to keep building and like people want this shit because they've we've created a world where people want marble in their homes and shit so we got to keep providing it because now we've created the jobs now we have to keep the jobs yeah and there's no like you can feel bad about it but it's also yeah i need a paycheck Mm -hmm. yeah yeah now we've landed on the complex issues of <laughs> climate change. Yeah. I, one thing that is kind of an offshoot that I wanted to add is that um, it was so beautiful. Like, oh, it was visually yeah. stunning. Yes. And I also was appreciative for seeing it on the big screen because mm-hmm. I feel like if we were watching it on the little oh, TV no, no. in our hotel room right now, it would yeah. not capture my attention as well no, you'd yeah. be like a mining show yeah flip yeah. flip it yeah. was definitely like it was gorgeous yeah even when it was just not interviews like sort of slow shots of just them working it's like this is really fascinating to see like a like how it's made sort of episode like mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of thing like i yeah. never think about exactly how this stuff happens and mm-hmm. like wow they're moving this giant piece of marble out yeah. of this mountain that's like other things were sort of carved with like machines sort of digging at them in smaller pieces like the coal and stuff but the marble yeah was like this whole mountainside was like cut like Precise right angles cuts. and like like steps yeah up the side of a yeah. mountain and then like inside it was like they're just they're literally cutting out blocks because that's how you have to get it out and i was like oh it's tish's uh it's okay yeah. i do, yeah. I do love right white in. marble yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm okay with fake marble though <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and also just, like, yeah, all the places that we talking about, like, we're mostly talking about, like, mountains, 
and it's like all this shit's happening you don't think about it like if you think about like going to Italy to visit you're not Mm -hmm. thinking about like and that's the mountain where they're mining the marble (laughs) or like there's the mountain where they're doing this or like here's where they're Here's where they dumped all of the <laughs> nuclear waste. That yeah. was an interesting twist. Yeah. When they suddenly, yeah, they, in the if 60s, was, they dumped nuclear waste wow, in gosh, salt mines because they thought that yeah. was a safe place to put it. But now they're like, mm, no, it's not. <laughs> Guess just, what? Like, watching them just like dump the barrels, Literally like game anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think I thought it was all... a little pit and then it was like five stories deep or something. And, and it was like... just like, they just tossed the barrels down there and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. How were we? I don't even know what exactly nuclear waste is physically, guess... but it's bad. Either, but it's, it's radioactive. radioactive. Yeah. It's just bad. I'm assuming it's kind of just like a, I think, I guess water then stuff like yeah, it was like, like it contaminated yeah. the machine. Or whatever, yeah, whatever I feel like the I'm not a scientist. <laughs> the way I've seen it portrayed in films is like goo. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons goo. Yeah, like yeah, that's all. Plutonium bars or whatever. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Anyway, so there's nuclear goo in the salt <laughs> mines, and they were trying to. Um, they were thinking. Yeah, it was interesting. They were talking about like we need so- this to be stable enough to last a million years Mm -hmm. which is something we can't even fathom because humans have not existed for nearly that long yeah it was like a good like history like i was learning so much because then they were talking about the trees like petrified trees that make coal and like what used to be here and like how that happens and dinosaurs were here for so long humans have been here for like a blink of an eye and look what the fuck we have done like Mm -hmm. yeah we're (laughs) <laughs> what well, started with the like on-screen fact of like 60 million tons of soil or like the earth is yeah. moved every day by nature like, like water wind, rivers wind yeah. mm-hmm. and then like 152 million tons yeah, is moved like by that. humans every, every day, day. Wow. so we are by far the biggest effect on the earth's surface and i felt like the overhead shots really gave you like the yeah. beautiful perspective but like really made a harsh reality of like how we're changing and scarring the earth and yeah it's yeah crazy. the overhead shots were a very wow. good idea especially for like the last site that they couldn't enter at mm-hmm. least they were able to get that overhead shot mm-hmm. somehow i'm sure it wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah but they got it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that really yeah puts it in a different yeah. perspective it's not just you're not just on a work site with people mm-hmm. you're like seeing the whole fucking thing yeah well in that way like it's you like, talk to people and then you get those shots you're kind of getting like the tiny they are you see the like little trucks running around then you re- remember that those are giant dump trucks <laughs> and this is massive yes and then the last place they went was canada was it fort mckay fort yeah i think so yeah, yeah. Uh, very different mm-hmm. tone. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you couldn't even go into the mine. What was it? Oil. oil the oil fields. fields. Yeah. Oil fields yeah. Talk to anyone. So, like, up until that point, they've been having, like, very open and candid kind of conversations with mm. people who yeah. were, like, on the site and, like, doing things. And the people didn't seem hesitant to talk with. They seemed really just like open and like happy to discuss it and like I said their thoughts were really fully formed and everything Mm -hmm. but 
Canada's like shamed, so ashamed. We can't let anyone talk yeah, to anyone about yeah, it. Yeah, there was absolutely no um, interview with anyone who actually worked mm-hmm. nope. so on the site, and like no shots other than the overhead shots um, of the site itself, like, really. Oh, yeah. 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 So they, like the other ones are sort of weirdly beautiful. And yeah. The oil is just so. And then the oil, oil is like. Yeah. yeah. Part of that's just like the substance of oil. Like mm-hmm. it's just. It has such a scary negative thing, mm-hmm. like association with it. Yeah. Because it's always getting places where it should. It seems like it's no good except like in cars. Yeah. yeah. Like anytime it's anywhere else, we're like, oh no, it's in the ocean. Oh no, it's in. <laughs> well, and, like something. we all see like in our heads like the images of birds covered uh, in it, yeah. and like you know what I mean. So. But also I thought it was, he went about it though still in an interesting approach, mm-hmm. like talking to people who are affected by the industry and mm-hmm. like they go to an old site where it kind of first started in the oil sands and you see just the destruction left behind and you're mm-hmm. like, that wasn't even, was like 40s they, or something. they weren't even doing it the way they are now. Like it was so much smaller mm-hmm. and it still had such a huge impact. And then they didn't really get into this, but he was talking to indigenous people and they mm-hmm. were saying like, this is our land and yes. there's signs everywhere saying do not enter because mm-hmm. they've just taken over it for the industry. Yep. And that's like a whole other thing Yeah, of that could be mining these movie. mountains and oil, like all this stuff. And it's like, that should probably be like a park, like a national park or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you're taking away like from people, from the wildlife. Although one of them was talking about how, was it the last one, how they're going to, I forget the word, but like replant everything, like re-put everything, sort of, it wasn't, it wasn't They're like, yeah, that will take too long. Well, there was, there was two, there was one where he was talking about the fact that they like re, they try and reforest as they go. I feel like that one was. Well, there was the one where they were. Spain maybe, but then in Canada he was talking about, they talk about like recovering and all that sort of stuff and he's like how are we gonna recover like uh-huh. this mm-hmm. like uh-huh. yeah I think it was he was talking about a metaphor about I like the way that he just des- he described it he was like they're digging into mother earth's flesh yeah and like kind of rerouting her veins and stuff mm-hmm. and like how they say that they want to restore it back to how it was like underneath the mm-hmm. earth but how could you possibly do that yeah mm. yeah we're mm. scarring mother earth <laughs> yeah um just another cheery documentary <laughs> about how we're <laughs> fucked <laughs> yeah it was a good yeah. one though so yeah it was good i think we liked it more than we were anticipating mm-hmm. even so low expectations means yeah yeah pleasantly surprised usually a good a good rule let's talk about the seer and the unseen yay this was my favorite from the weekend me too it was um the one i was most looking forward to yeah and it I was right. It was the one I liked the most. Yeah, it did not disappoint. And overall, arguably the best one we saw. I would agree. It was definitely... You and I are both um, similar, I think, in the fact that like it had a very clear storyline and yes. stuff. And we both appreciate that. I, I'm not as great with like more experimental yes. or non-narrative pieces. For sure. I and struggle also, with them. 
some of the ones we saw just could have kind of pulled it all together a bit better. Yeah, they we just thought it was a bit almost you the were dragging editing. me back and forth, or you lost me for a while. That yeah, anyway, yeah, solid choice. Yeah, it was it was great actually. It was really good. So uh, it is about a woman in Iceland. Yeah, who the store the sort of plot the story that we're following is her and some other activists or people who care about the earth Mm -hmm. um protesting um a road being built through the lava fields yes and people as she says everyone here has different reasons for being here for caring um she personally was there to protect the elves that live there yeah and you got like a really great um mythology lesson kind of at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the film that explains like where these traditions in Iceland come from. It's not just, like, a woman who believes in yes. elves. It's it's rooted in the culture in Iceland and uh, mm-hmm. their mythology. And it's one of... That was really interesting. Just the whole mm-hmm. idea of elves and hidden people. and Yeah, it's definitely not just her. And also, they repeat the stat that um, 50% of yeah. people in Iceland are still open to the idea of elves yeah. or don't definitely don't not believe in elves right um so it's definitely part of their culture um but of course there's like she's you know you, it's hard to take seriously right in this sort of context um and again i love the mythology and i've always liked the idea of like spirits and fairies and, like not literally but like yeah i like it of course like and a fantasy land yeah and, yeah it's just when she gets specific about yes but some things that i'm like i have some follow-up questions lady <laughs> it's one thing to believe that you know nature has spirits protecting it or you just you know you feel them when you're in certain places and like commune with nature and like okay that seems nice mm-hmm. but when she says like here is their farm. They have chickens and cows. Here is their church. Here are their buildings. Their restaurants are being restaurants. demolished. It's a whole metropolis. Yeah. Um, it got a little carried away almost for us. That's when it's hard to be like, okay, you're like really making up like really specific things. Um, yeah. The cows and chickens got me with the farming <laughs> thing. So I was like, are we talking elf size? Thing? Like you're creating like more like species that are invisible. Yeah. But I think that's what the film did yeah. so well because like, I do not believe in what this lady believes Mm -hmm. in. I think it's frankly, like, ridiculous. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, everyone can believe what they want. Personally, Mm -hmm. I think it's ridiculous. However, I'm still on her side the entire film. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm rooting for this woman. Because she's not, despite believing in elves, she's not crazy. No. She's not malicious in any way. She's not doing anything too extreme no. with this protest of, like, putting elves' lives over human lives or anything. She's just teaching her grandchildren about it. I it's know, just a part of so her cute. life. Yeah. It's just gives- something that she does. Like, anyone's sort of beliefs or religion, she goes to certain places and, like, communes with them. Like, it's yeah. stuff like that. And it's just all very nice and it Icelandic. <laughs> and... um the you know the whole thing of the protests and you know it's something you can really get behind yeah even if you're not really into this fantasy yeah sort of stuff especially like some people would be like oh more like eco eco activism and all this sort of stuff but like this road that they're protesting is like 
They show the map, and I'm like, it's Why just another it? road yeah. going between point A and point B. It was it very seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like, um, also like her family is so sweet in the mm-hmm. film. Her husband like mm-hmm. loves her so much, and like her and her grandkids is all like love. You really get to know like the whole family mm-hmm. through this film. That's yeah, and that's what makes it. It endears you to them, and that's why you care. You have to care you about to care. what you're watching. Of course. And you definitely care about her and these people and the lava fields yeah. and everything going on and the bigger picture of, like, the recession or what was the yeah. economic collapse. Like, it goes into that, too. You learn a lot. thing because that has a lot to do with, they're talking about, like, places, companies are, like, developing just for the sake of developing, and that's... Yeah. In their specific circumstance of this little town, that they're like, you're just building roads for the sake of building roads. Yeah. Which is their other problem with it. Like, it's not even really justified. Yeah, it goes pretty... Reason. You learn a lot about, like, the... Mm-hmm. I mean, in 2008, there was a recession worldwide, mm-hmm. but, like, it hit Iceland particularly hard, we kind of learn in this film. Like, I mean, I'm not an economics professor. I, I still don't get it. But, but like, in terms of... money. Yeah, foreign <laughs> investors, like, were putting it into the Icelandic banks, I believe, because they were, like, inflating the... It was a boom and a bust. And then right? and then they found out what the banks were doing, and so all the foreign investors, like, yanked their money out, and the, it just co- collapsed, like, in a day, like, so fast. Um, but... It, it goes into like a lot about the economics of Iceland, which is interesting. I mean, I don't still don't fully understand it because you know economics, but um, and yeah, and kind of this idea that history might be repeating itself and how to be mm-hmm. careful. Anyway, so it pulled like a lot of disparate things together, but mm-hmm. told like a really well constructed, focused story out of it. So it was excellent. It was. Yeah. One of the producers was there, too. He did mm-hmm. a Q&A after. And I was sitting, was we were sitting, like, right beside his family. His, like, like, entire family yeah. in Montreal was there, apparently. Super cute. Um, yeah, and he said, he was saying stuff that, like, didn't make it into the film. Mm-hmm. But there was so much more about, like, her family and, like, how specific she could, like, describe the elves yeah. that she was friends with. And he was, like, explaining how if you get, like, too detailed... You need to sort of keep your distance on these kind of things where you can use your own imagination yeah. and sort of, like we said, we don't really believe it, but we can be on her side yeah. and like respect her beliefs. Um, but if you got like too detailed, it would sort of break the magic and just be sort of a different documentary maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. It's always cool when the filmmakers are there. Yeah, we got a couple of those mm-hmm. over the course weekend. It was good. It was good. (laughs) So our last screening was um, a program of three medium-length documentaries. We had Klebs, which is Mutts in English, by Halima Owardiri. I'm going to butcher everyone's names. Bugs and Beasts Before the Law by Bambichel, who is (laughs) the combination of Alexis Mitchell and Charlene Bambo. And Who's Afraid of Ideology by Marwa Arsanios. That was great. You did good. Thank you. Okay. Let's start with Klebs. Yeah. About dogs. Uh, this was my favorite of the three. I'm a dog lover, though, so... <laughs> I liked it a lot more than I thought it would when it started, and I was like, oh, this is just footage of dogs. Of dogs. But it got really interesting. Well, 
And I was interested to hear, like, your opinion, because you're not a crazy, like, I make friends with all the dogs in the building. No. Well, I wasn't like, oh, yay, looking at cute dogs for, like, 30 minutes or whatever. It was, I was just surprised, like, it's, so it's, these like, hundreds of these dogs, and they all are sort of the same type of dogs, same sort of golden colors, and same skeleton shape whatever you know how dogs can be all, all kind of yeah. shapes they're basically the same like medium-sized medium to large kind of like dingoes dogs. or yeah, something yeah. similar yeah and just like these shots of like them all like rushing to the feeding troughs or all trying to get through the door at once oh or just God, like yeah it was just shots of dogs in this like dog Sleeping. rescue or something it doesn't even really matter where it was but it was morocco yeah and i just found myself just thinking about different things like when they're all like at the trough like they kept reminding me of other animals anytime there's that many animals like swarming it seems like really gross or whatever but it like the food seemed gross well yeah <laughs> something about like a bunch of a too many animals yes. like bleh, like a swarm of anything <laughs> um but yeah like all the troughs i was like oh they remind me of like pigs yeah it's and then sometimes they remind me of like horses jumping I, over yeah, each other and or like they're sort of like deer shapes and color. Like I just kept like visually mm-hmm. just taking it in, like thinking about st- like not thinking like my mind was wandering, but just I don't know. It's just really interesting yeah. that it um, didn't bore me. It just shot surprise. Right. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was super impressive that I was like that into it because there's there's no narration. There's nothing. It's just these shots of these dogs. There's a little tiny bit of. Uh, speaking right at the end you overhear a radio but like mm-hmm. that's it's literally like 30 seconds of the whole thing and mm-hmm. yeah and I was fully into it like the entire yeah. way and I was that's impressive that you can do that yeah no story no, no context no it no was... introduction at all of like where this is or what's going on yes and it's yeah it was yeah it was really impressive and you can't really describe it more than that. It's just dogs. Yeah. Well, she was there doing a Q&A mostly in French, right. so I didn't understand most of it. But she did, in one of the questions, answer in English, and she talked about like finding her, how her editor really helped her find the right flow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. that's the best way you could put it. It just had this... It just flows. Ebbed and flowed, and yeah. Yeah. It was, it was imp- impressive. Dogs, man. Just dogs, yeah. Dogs. Um, my favorite was Bugs and Beasts Before the Law. Because it was weird. It was. It was fucking weird. <laughs> it was weird. So the sort of structure or premise of it is the narrator talking about, like, back in, like, medieval times, um, there were a lot of trials where they would put animals on trial and, like, kill, like, persecute them. Yeah. Um, and so they had five stories or things to tell and like the visuals were sort of experimental they got kind of more experimental as it went on or sometimes it was just sort of like shots of like a church where this might have happened or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and some weird stuff and like a song at one point and like some cool audio stuff throughout it i don't know i just i liked it it was different (laughs) i enjoyed this one uh i stayed awake for it <laughs> i was getting tired but i was like no this is cool pay attention we were tired it was the end of the weekend and yeah it's, i could feel it dark but... rooms man those fucking dark, dark um cinemas. but yeah it was we were both excited about like the um 
Mm, the like material that yes. they were going to be using and like what it was about because it's mm-hmm. fucking weird and cool. I like weird history. And the stories were really interesting. I was I was ho hum a little bit on some of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did like they were also there for Q and A and they explained like, hey, a lot of these places don't fucking exist anymore. Mm-hmm. That's like, but like I got so, that like that was yeah. cool. It was like a shot of a church or something. Yeah. But, like, the sort of modern little things around them and cars and stuff were there. And it's like, I get it. Yeah. You're not trying to make a period piece. Right. You're just giving some visual context. And that's also part of it is, like, contrasting it with modern modern stuff. Because it seems so weird that they did this stuff. It was, like, a pig. And then it was, like, there's a story about termites. And an elephant, which made me sad. Oh, the elephant. Yeah. I knew about that. Like, I had heard that story before. I mean, they all kind of made me sad. The termites didn't the make termites, me that sad. I, was like, I wasn't sad about the termites. I thought it was funny yeah. that the judge, whatever, laid down the decision that the termites would have to stay on this side and the monks would have to stay on this I... side. And they said that, that it worked. Yeah, apparently. They listened, which meant God approved of the judge's <laughs> decision. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a part about, I forget the word, but... um. When inanimate objects mm. cause someone to die, there's yeah. like a special word for it, and like there's a weird song <laughs> about it. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, it was the song I, the... I really kind of enjoyed. It was yeah. strange. It was strange, strange, but I was into it. I was, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was. I the subject matter was great, and it was also interesting too that they talked about like there's kind of only one book on this, yeah. like that talks about the history of this there's like a godfather that like wrote the book like yeah. he's like the man one person who has found all this research uh, yeah and he like and you so you just have like his annotations i suppose in the book for like where he got mm-hmm. all this stuff that's crazy yeah. but yeah i guess then we smartened up and we we're like oh animals aren't deliberately mm, animals aren't possessed by the devil if they although that pig like did eat a child so. it didn't eat just <laughs> nibble i don't know i was like what did you do to the pig why was right. the pig near a two-year-old like, child what the what's pig going on in the crazy like marketplace hasn't eaten in how long probably yeah. or something like, they're yeah. not carnivores no so anyway yeah it was so, cool. like weird stories and some like weird experimental stuff yeah and took I'm, you on a journey sure did yeah yeah it was good yeah it was cool okay and then the last one Who's Afraid of Ideology? Um, seemed to last forever. <laughs> um, yeah. I My least favorite. Yeah, I couldn't. Maybe of both times we've been <laughs> to rid of. Mm-hmm. Of oh, all of them. Yeah. I did not enjoy this. Ah, uh, I just... Okay, so it's in two parts, which sure. don't really seem very related. No, nope. And the description said something about eco-feminism. Which is why we were excited about we it. We thought that'd be cool. Yeah. The first part was very, not experimental in the same way as Bugs and Beasts, but like, just like shots of things that didn't really go with the narration, and just like a lot of nature, like nature shots nature, with talk. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe I was too tired to, like, really follow her. like... The talk was about, like, women in the Middle East and how, like, the hills and mountains, Mm. like, are protective and always have been. And, like, 
when trouble comes, we like run to the hills. And like mm-hmm. when ISIS came, the women like ran like mm-hmm. to the hills and stuff. Um, which I'm assuming is why she chose that imagery because it was kind of hilly. And, but it was a like, it's kind of unfortunate because like that's kind of a story somewhere in there. But like mm-hmm. it was just a, a recorded interview and shots of the ground. Like yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. It didn't make me care it about it. It didn't make me care. And then it was part two and I was like, oh God, please let there only be two parts. <sighs> part two also had a story there. That could Not have been related. an interesting short doc. Yes. About this woman-only village. Yeah. In, oh, fuck, I don't know where. Middle East somewhere. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think it's mostly uh, based on the, it's Kurdish population, so. Right. Kurdish. Uh, yeah. The filmmaker, I want to say it said it was from, what do I say? I want to say it's Lebanon and Syria. Syria is Lebanese what I was going to say, so. Kurdistan, Syria. Okay, yeah. Okay. So good, for, woman, good for us. We a woman that. village in Syria. Yeah. Um, Which is cool. It and was like, cool. There was something there with that, but it was not handled in a way that made it important or interesting or worth watching. That's harsh, maybe, but like, I really struggled with this one. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it seemed to go on and on forever. Yeah, and like... By the time we got to something interesting, it was, yeah, you, I saw something there, but you weren't giving it to me in a way that made me, again, really care. And then it ended and I was like, what was the point? Yeah. Like the kernel of the idea was there. It was not developed well. There was was no story. There was no thread that tied everything together. It was just like these, like, okay, this, this village, that's cool. And like, but it was just like women talking about like various things it's not like they Mm -hmm. all talked about like what led them there and there was like common themes or like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and how do we combat that and our like like there's stuff there but you just didn't get like get there i guess almost pretentious like there was some like deep stuff in the text yeah and then but it was a bit too abstract to really drive home any sort of point yeah to your deep philosophical stuff Okay. Yeah. Not our yeah. favorite. Not the best. <laughs> Not the best. Not the best end of the weekend. I no. Guess. But we enjoyed pretty much everything else. That's so pretty good. Like, yeah. So that was our weekend in Montreal for Rhythm. Yeah. I wish we could go every year. But it's <sighs> nice. We had another trip in a while. Yeah. I think it was good. It was good. Good friend time. Yeah. Good relaxed time for both of us. Yeah. I feel like we travel fairly similarly. We're not like fast out of bed people or like, no. you know. Because there's some people that you're like, oh, I travel very differently than you. I can't do this with you. I've had friends like that where I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm glad that we're. I'm not like a. We're six... friends in a lot. We're good partners in yeah. a lot of things, including travel. Yeah. Which I'm very grateful for, especially when it's free. Ugh. We love free. Yeah, well, that was a very inexpensive weekend. I know. We actually like bought food this time. I know. Last time we were like we got we were trying to spend no money and then we got pizza. Yep. And that was it. But this yeah. time we did get some food. It was chicken. Things. It was delicious. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
As always, you can email us at ratedfmovies at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at ratedfmovies. If you have thoughts, if you were at the Montreal International Documentary Festival, that'd be super cool. It's still going on. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we just love to hear from you guys. If you have any suggestions for us, for what you think we should watch or look out for, anything. Mm. You know what we like now, so yeah. if you just want to like, just send a yeah, thingy, send a little tweet, a little tweet, um, tweet, tweet. <laughs> if you want to like see some pictures from this weekend, they're on the Instagram. Yeah, there's like a highlight, highlight reel, a post. Yeah, yeah, I made a highlight for the weekend. <laughs> um, you can also give us a nice rating on iTunes. Please do that. Um, that helps us, and I also have my Patreon if you want to support just this podcast there's like an option for that yeah. on the patreon um we'll do some cool patreon only things if we get some patrons <laughs> yeah we will um what else is the thing oh we've got some christmas content coming up we've got we're gonna have a blog post yep what we're watching for christmas it's and a then lot but yep <laughs> we'll try to condense it i will it condense or, it uh, yeah um and Drunk Christmas. Always. Again. Of course. Not Drunk Disney, but Drunk Christmas. I think we'll do some classics There's only again. so many Disney Christmas movies we wanted Before to do. Before you have to go into, like, Disney Channel original movies or yeah. something. Although Disney, let's... How far are we stretching Disney now? Disney owns everything. Right. So. Well, we did get Disney Plus. You did. Yeah. Sorry. I we did that as we you. with me and <laughs> Your Andrew. other we. Um... <laughs> He's paying for it, so. <laughs> um, and then I was looking at it, and I was like, ooh, we could do drunk any of these, I guess. Uh, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Disney. Um, or yeah. just watch The Descendants over and over again. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, follow us and keep listening to the podcast. Yeah. Reading and everything. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Juliana just waved. I did. She just waved Wave to the microphone. <laughs>